I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends, this is Queenie and Pablo and today we have a very special episode. We are going to go through 12 everyday habits that save us money. Are you ready, Pablo? I'm ready to save some money. And before we start, we have an update on our small change portfolio so basically what we're doing is any way that we can save money in our everyday life, either by selling something or by finding a meal deal, we'll put half into an investing account and half we are saving in a bank account that we can either spend or gift or do whatever we want with. So the other day we had a phone that we were no longer using anymore and we basically forgot about it. So the other day we went to a cash converters and we sold it for $165. So that was a, a good money win. Yeah, really good money win. You know, it's always good to look around your home and see what you can sell. And we also saw some good deals at the cash converters, but we didn't spend any money. Yeah, we were very tempted though. So there was this really, really nice Breville coffee machine. It was just so nice. It looked brand new. And these machines cost around... $700 if you were to buy them new, but at the cash converters, it was only $300. So it was such a bargain. I had to share it on the stories. Hopefully someone picked it up. It was at the Bondi cash converters because I just think it's such a great deal. And they also have a warranty on it. So yeah, definitely worth taking a look. Yeah, cash converter is really good, but that's how you know they get you because you get some money and then you don't live with the same amount of money that you got because you're going to spend it on something potentially. Oh, yeah, it is very dangerous. But happy to say we did not buy anything. We did add the money to half to our small change portfolio and half into our bank account. So now our small change portfolio is worth $352.65. Nice. It's growing slowly but surely. Really happy to see this. And if you would also like to get started investing, we have a completely free investing cheat sheet, which you can check out in our description. Just remember that anything that we say in this podcast, it is general in nature. You can read our full financial services guide in my description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. And we celebrate and respect the diversity of our communities. Point number one, Pablo, maybe you could do this one. Slipping on a purchase. And I'm not talking about buying something and sleeping on it. That's not what I mean by that. Think about a purchase, you know, adding to the cart, but then be like not impulse buy. Always like think about it, you know, overnight, maybe over a week. And after that, you can really see if you buy it. Because I think when we started doing this, we really realized after like one day or a week that we will not spend or not buy what we really wanted to buy a week ago. Oh, it's so true. Honestly, just sleeping on a purchase. If you stop thinking about that item after a couple of days, you know that you probably didn't even really want it in the first place. And no offer is usually that urgent. Oh, I guess sometimes they do try to put the urgency on you. So you buy straight away. But usually you can wait like a day or two and, and the offer's still on. So yeah, highly recommend doing this. At least 
wait a couple of hours if you know the offer is expiring, just so that you can really think about whether you really need it or not. Yeah, and usually, you know, when you add to cart, what I usually do is add it to cart and add my email. Usually these like e-commerce store, they have this like win back cart. So they're going to send you an email with maybe a 10, 15% discount cut. So it's actually good to wait because you get this discount code, save 15% if you want to buy it. Obviously, you save even more if you don't buy it because you don't need it. But that's what we try to do. We sure do. We sure do. And the next point, making food at home. This can save you quite a lot of money. And I think what we've recently started doing is making foods in bulk. So instead of just making one meal at home, we'll make a really big batch of like two meals in one night. So then the next night we don't have to cook and we still also have leftover lunch for the day after. And sometimes if we make like a really big batch of something, we'll freeze our meals. So then some days when we're too lazy, let's say we we have a big night, we don't get back till later, we still don't have to buy anything for lunch because we've got frozen food. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's always good to say, oh, yeah, you need to cook at home and save money and stuff. But that takes a lot of time, especially we used to do it every single night. And it takes like, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get into it, to prepare the meal. And then we prepare for dinner and lunch. So still save a bit of time, but then the same thing the next day and the next day. And then the day that you don't want to cook, well, you still have to cook, or then you have to buy food for the night and for the next day. Or if you go out, then you have nothing. So I think yeah, this small strategy of bulk cooking and trying to cook as much as you can on the same night or day, and then also freezing big meals so that way the day you're going out or you haven't had a chance to cook the night, you still have something that you can bring to work and it's still good. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a good energy saving tip as well, because let's say you have an oven and ovens are huge. They, they take a lot of energy to heat up. But if you're making two meals in there instead of one, bang, like you've already kind of saved that electricity by not having to reheat your oven again the next night. So yeah, it's really good to reduce your energy consumption that way. Yeah, and that actually leads us to the next point, Kuni. I'm glad you mentioned it, is reducing energy consumption. Yeah, this is good for the planet and good for your bank account as well. So any ways that we can reduce our energy consumption, I think is a really good thing. Yeah, we do have this funny story, actually. So my cousin was staying with us for around like a week and a bit. Well, he was actually staying with us for longer when we were overseas. He, he was staying in our place while we were away. But when we came back, also staying with us for like a couple more weeks, he actually bought this like really small heater with like a fan, but he had it on like all the time. And I'm telling you, I feel bad because I was a bit like, I think I've turned into my dad and my parents. Like, you know, when you're a, you're a little kid and they're like, switch off the lights, don't do this, don't do this. I was kind of like turning into that with him and I felt kind of bad. But then also at the same time, I saw how many watts that heater was and it was so many watts. And he, he even brought the heater in with him when he was showering. I, 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 swear, I swear to you, like he really did. He brought this little mini portable heater into the shower and bathroom with him while he was showering. Like it literally was on like all the time. And it just stressed me out, like the energy consumption. So I spoke to him about it. Yeah, that, that's our story. Uh, I don't know if anyone else is like this with electricity. Have you also turned into your parents or, or do you not really think about these things? Let me know on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny story, you know. We had to calculate it because, you know, obviously you don't want to be like, you know, angry and be like, oh, you need to turn this off. But you don't want to be mindful. 
especially if you stay over at someone's place. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And next one, Pablo, you want to give this one a go? Yeah, using marketplace, you know, to sell. You have a big smile going on your face. You are the marketplace master. You know, last time I think I shared some tips on how to sell on marketplace, but it's still a really good tip because, you know, first, like we did with our phone, like oh, selling anything that is lying around is going to save you money. And really think about when you bring something home, you can get rid of something. That's really important, I think, to not clutter so much stuff. And also buy second hand, you know, like you talked about the coffee machine. You want to make sure, obviously, when you buy second hand, it's good quality. We actually bought this Mac uh, renewed and we have actually issue with it. So we're going to bring it back tonight. So you want to make sure that when you buy something second hand, like quite expensive, there is a warranty or it's like you can actually do something about it or buy with a credit card so you can have like bioprotection. But overall, like I think it can be really good first for the planet, but also for your wallet. Yeah, I completely agree. Another point I would like to add is clothes swaps. So recently started doing this with my friends. Um, actually, when I was in the US, I got invited to a clothes swap. That was the first time I've ever been to one. I did not know what it was before. But basically, this group of girls or friends brought some of their clothes that they were no longer wearing. And they would kind of like go around in a circle and like hold up some clothes and be like, hey, you know, who wants this like top or I have these jeans, I don't wear them anymore. And then the group of girls would be like, oh, I want that or I want that. And and then basically you would just kind of like swap your clothes. And I just think that it's such a great principle. Why buy something when one of your friends already has that item of clothing or you could swap with them? It's just genius. And then whatever people didn't want, they would donate And I just think it's just such a genius principle. So I've started doing it with my friends, organized my very first clothes swap in Sydney with my friends, which I'm really excited to do. To be honest, I'm a bit more minimalistic now. Like I don't have a a very full wardrobe of clothes that I don't wear anymore, but I'm still excited to get rid of some things, hopefully give my clothes to somebody who would wear them more. So yeah, what do you think about it, Pablo? Well, I'm very curious to know, like, because I was at the same party, but obviously the guys were downstairs at the same time. So was there anyone, like, fighting for clothes or how was it? Oh, you know what? Sometimes it was a bit awkward because it was a bit like two people wanting the same thing. But I think it was usually fine, you know. But, yeah, that would be funny if there was something really nice and someone had really nice stuff. Maybe it could get pretty heated. But I feel like it would be good. Maybe the guys could get in on it as well. Like it's a great initiative. Yeah, it's great because especially, you know, it's not like a random person that you get the clothes from. It's like from like someone you know. So you potentially like are more safe in that way. Maybe probably you'll organize one too. Swap underwear. (laughs) Well, it depends. I feel like bras are fine. Maybe not underwear. Maybe that's a bit. mm, Too much. Yeah, too much. No matter how close you are. Yeah, but actually I was listening that I think Gabe, our friend that also does like minimalist and he got most of his clothes from secondhand like uh, people for his baby. Oh yeah, actually one of my friends, um, she messaged me the other day and she said that she has some baby clothes because Pablo and I were thinking of, we're trying at the moment to have a baby. So yeah, she was like, I'll save you some baby clothes. So I I think that's really nice, especially because babies grow out of clothes really quickly and baby clothes are really expensive, so no need to, to buy more when people already have them that they can't use anymore. Well, fingers crossed for a baby. 
And what's the next point, Queenie? The next point is reviewing our finances regularly. I love doing this. (laughs) I mean, it's a bit of a love-hate thing because part of me loves doing it because I feel on track with my finances when I'm doing it. Part of me doesn't like doing it because I don't like seeing how much money we spend. It's, It's a bit daunting, but it's also necessary. So what we do is every month on the first of the month, we go through our statements from the month before. We go through all of the things that we spend money on. So our rent, our utilities, our mortgage, our everything, basically everything, electricity, internet, phone, we go through all of our expenses from the month before. And it really gives you a good snapshot on where you're spending your money. And maybe sometimes you feel like you're saving money or you feel like you're not spending that much money. But doing this can actually give you a bit of a reality check that maybe there are some ways that you can improve. So we used to do it really regularly. Then we kind of like dropped off the bandwagon. Now we're back on board from the past three, four months. We've been doing it every single month. When we stopped doing it, I did not realize how much we were spending on groceries. Like our grocery bill literally like doubled in the space of just a couple of months because we weren't checking our expenses regularly. Now that we are checking them regularly, I'm happy to say that our budget has gone way back down to where it was before. And we're still eating really well. Like we still have enough food. We buy all of our things. But I think the difference is that we're more mindful when we go to the grocery stores. We're not just putting random things in our cart that are expensive that we don't really need. So yeah, highly recommend that you do this. Don't worry if it's a bit shocking the first time you do it, because I feel like that's everybody. Once you start doing it more regularly, then you'll start to realize that you're getting some progress. And And maybe you'll find some ways to add some money into your small change portfolio that we talked about earlier. The reason why we wanted to start this small change portfolio is because we want to inspire you, also to inspire ourselves to find small ways to save money, sell things that we're no longer using so we can add to our portfolios over time. And it is to show you that that small things really can add up at the end of the day. Yeah, anything to add about that one, Pablo? Yeah, I think it's really good that we restarted doing it, you know, because we, like you said, because like you said, we stopped like to do it and that's when we started spending more. So I think even though it's hard to see, it's so important to do it and to look at the numbers rather than just ignoring it and just, yeah, I'm fine, you know, and well, YOLO and whatever. But actually, you're not fine. And the reason why you're not doing it probably is because you know you're not fine. So actually having a good reality check is so important. On top of that, you can see really where your money goes. Is it in rent? Is it in subscription? Is it in food for us? It was that. And then start saving money where, you know, those categories are too much compared to what you want to do. So I think good thing can be like just canceling subscription that you don't have or any other stuff that you see in your budget. You know, everyone is different and want to spend money on different things, which is fine. And having a budget or looking at your own budget is important so that you can see where your money goes. And something that we also do, not every month, but every year, is review our mortgage interest rate. So at the moment, we're renting, but we also are renting out an apartment that we own. And the mortgage is, as we know, the interest rates are really high. So if you can find a way to save even a little bit of money on your mortgage interest rate, that can be a big saving at the end of the year. So review it, just make sure that your mortgage is still competitive 
because there is something called the loyalty tax. It is important to just make sure that you are getting the most out of your mortgage and that you are getting a really good deal. Yeah, and I think for the mortgage, we were looking at moving like a couple of months ago because there were some offers when we stayed on the same mortgage. Actually, our rate increased and was more than if a new customer was joining. That way we could see, oh, you can get that rate there or that rate there. And then also if you move mortgage, sometimes they have offers like, Two, three, four thousand dollar rebate if you move with that new bank. So that can also be an incentive to go to another mortgage for one year or something like that. So I think worth you know looking at the numbers or so talk to a mortgage broker. It doesn't cost anything, and you can see your options. And also just make sure that your super investment accounts, like all of these things that do have fees, are, are also very competitive as well because that can also make a big impact in your financial well-being. And one more thing to check is if you haven't done it, make sure you follow the podcast for more. And if you enjoy the information, the chat, five-star reviews is always nice to see. Oh, love that. So what's the next point, Queenie, now that everyone follow our podcast and give us a good stars? Okay, yes, the next one, one of our favorite points, using credit cards wisely to get points and also to get extra purchase protections that you wouldn't normally get with a debit card. I think now more than ever with so many scams going on, I think that credit cards do offer a bit more of a layer of protection against theft and people scamming basically. Because the good thing is if somebody does get a hold of your credit card information, it's actually happened to us a few times. And somebody was like booking like Ubers and DDs with our credit card details. As soon as we called up Amex just to let them know that this was happening, they immediately refunded the money that the scammers were essentially getting from our credit cards. So I think it is just a bit of a layer of protection, especially online. And another benefit is points. We love points. We save so much money on flights by using our points. And we only use our credit card for purchases that we were already going to make anyway. So things like going to the grocery store, buying food, buying subscriptions, you know, like all of your everyday expenses, like we basically put them on our credit card, but we always make sure that we pay everything back that we owe in full on time so we don't pay any interest. And also something to be mindful of is sometimes there are transaction fees with credit cards. So it might not always be worth it to pay with a credit card. For most things it is, like going to the grocery store, they don't charge you extra fees. Subscriptions on Netflix, they don't charge you extra fees. But say, for example, if you want to get creative, pay your ATO bill with a credit card, there can be some fees there. So just double check and make sure that there are no extra fees when you're paying with your credit card. Like I said, most places are fine. I'd say like big stores, grocery stores, online stores, you're fine. But yeah, there are some some tricky ones. So yeah, something to be mindful of. Anything to add, Pablo? Yeah, I guess it's like with everything, you know, always put the numbers down and see pros and cons for each of the things. For us, it really works. You know, we were able to get so many flights on points and our next flight to the Philippines like return for really cheap, including one business class just because of points. So that was really good. And obviously, yeah, make sure you pay on time every time you credit cards so you don't pay these interests that are really high. And also be honest with yourself. If you're somebody that maybe you're like, maybe it's not a good idea for me to have one, then trust yourself. Back yourself. 100%. 
Yeah, and I guess if you're interested in getting started into credit card, we made a video with the best credit cards available now and we'll put a link in the description so you can have a look after the podcast if you're interested. Yeah. So next point, getting a high interest savings account. This is a really good way to easily make money throughout the year for money that you just have sitting in your savings account. Yeah, for sure. I think I was talking with a friend from the gym that is looking to purchase a property now and he had all his money ready to to buy so in his bank account. And then I was asking him, oh, that's good, but do you have like a high interest saving account? Because he doesn't know the timeline when he's going to find the property, buy it, you know, and all these things. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. And then actually he looked at it later on that night. And then the next day he said, actually, it's not that good with the bank I'm with. And I think, you know, actually not just trusting it, but looking at the numbers and looking at what is available on the market is really important because, you know, let's say you have 100000 2% versus 5% is $3,000 difference every year. And you don't have to do literally anything else than just putting your money somewhere else, depending on the requirement of the bank to get that 5%. That is a really, really good point. It is so important. And I think it's also important to read the full T's and C's because for a while we were with a particular bank that has like these very strict like criteria, like you have to make five purchases per month, you have to grow your account balance every single month. It has to be higher than the last month. You have to deposit more than $1,500 into your account. There were so many requirements and we weren't meeting all of those requirements every month. So we weren't getting the bonus interest rate. So we were essentially thinking that we were getting like, I don't know, 5% interest rate. Really, we were getting like 0.1% interest rate. So then we decided to move to another bank, currently with Bank, because the only requirement is that you deposit more than $200 every month into your account. And that works for us because, as you know, we use credit cards for most of our transactions, not our debit card. So we're able to meet those requirements. Um, but we also made a YouTube video about this very topic about high interest savings accounts. We have put a link down in the show notes if you would like to check it out. And it just goes through basically like all of them on the market, the different requirements that they have to meet to get the bonus interest rates. And I think it's a it's a really good video to check out and find out which one's right for you. Yeah, people are going to have a lot of videos to watch after that podcast, Kony. <laughs> yeah, they sure will. They sure will. It's going to be a 30-minute podcast, but, you know, 20, 30 minutes of videos to watch after. But you know what? It's good because you need to actually look at your finances and spend time. You know, you can't just do nothing and make progress in your financial life. It's like, for example... I'm trying to learn surfing now. And, you know, if I just go to the beach and learn surfing, that's going to be good. But whatever videos I watch on YouTube about surf, that's also like extra knowledge. And that gets me to take off, to take waves two times faster because I do the homework. And that's the same thing that people can do and should be doing with finances. And I think it's great that you are listening to this podcast. And if you take this extra 20 minutes to look at, you know, the bank accounts, credit cards, if you're interested, that's really good. Yeah, I completely agree. And another point I would like to add on that topic is in the book, The Millionaire Next Door, they actually reviewed like millionaires, what sort of habits they do. And one of the habits that they had, or most of the millionaires had in common, was that they spend a lot longer managing their finances. So it is really important if you do want to build wealth, it is really, really important to spend time on your finances because it's really important. It may not be crazy money, you know, 
$2,000 here, $50 here and there, but it all adds up at the end of the day. And like with our small change portfolio, hopefully that will, uh, these small things will add up into something really nice at the end of the day. Yeah, hopefully an extra zero and another zero. And before we know it, house deposit maybe one day. Maybe. Oh, that'll be so cool. So house portfolio. Yeah, small change portfolio. So we are going to have a quick ad break right now. Thank you so much for listening to the ad break. So then everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Next point, Pablo, you want to do this one? Talking to a financial advisor. Yeah, we actually recently started working with Life Sherpa, and they are also our financial advisor. And we saw someone last month to sort out our insurance, actually, which was really good because... You know, we thought we have our investments sorted, our savings sorted and all these things. But actually something that they mentioned that we did not have is income insurance. Yeah, we don't. And as you know, we run our own business. So it is really important for us to make sure that we have insurance in places just in case something happens, you know, touch wood. We don't ever want something to happen. But yeah, it's something that we realized we needed. And yeah, they've been really good, really, really helpful. Um, We also have, they also have a really affordable financial advice model where it is a lot more affordable than I guess traditional providers. So we have put some links down into the show notes if you are looking to chat to somebody and speak about your finances. Yeah, but I think, you know, the real benefit of talking to someone in the finance space is that, you know, they might know something that you don't know about. So just, you know, having that initial chat and going through, maybe they have like a checklist of things that you should have in place uh, by a certain age. And, you know, I don't know, emergency fund, but also like income protection, insurances and things like that. And they can compare the best prices for you and lots of different options. You know, you say, oh, that's the budget I want to allocate to our insurance. That's what we did. And then, oh, these are the options for you and you can choose what is best for you. So I think that's very good to talk to someone that, knows all these things and you don't have to do all the research and they can really more take it over for you but then you make the last decision obviously yeah exactly very good point so the next point reading books yeah reading books what's a book that you recommend to our listeners now Queenie? oh so many books that's a really tough one one book that i really really love is the book your money or your life And this is the book that pretty much started the whole financial independence movement. I think it's a really, really great book. And another one on the flip side, it's kind of like a bit different. It's like similar to your money or your life, but different perspective. Um, It's called Die With Zero. And I think those two books are really, really cool because I love seeing like different differences of, of opinion, because as we know in personal finance, like there is no right or wrong way. And I think the deeper that we go into this topic, the deeper we realize that that there's no right or wrong way to spend your money. The most important thing is that you are conscious of your spending and the way that you are spending your money and the trade-offs that you're making. And as long as you're doing that, like really, I don't think you can go wrong with it. 
So, yeah, what about you? What, what are your favorite books, Pablo? These are two good books. I guess, you know, the yin and the yang, and then you are in the middle, the sweet spot. But I think for me, The Millionaire Next Door was very good and life-changing, you know, because at the time when I was listening to it, it was maybe one of our first, or, you know, second or third financial book that we were listening and we were trying to save money and, you know, we were like the only one doing it in our kind of circle, like trying to save money wherever we could and on groceries or all these things. And we had no point of reference of other people doing it. And that was really nice to see that, you know, that's what actually millionaires do. They save money, they live in like not the most fanciest neighborhood and do those things. So that was quite comforting to see. And then that's the vision and we're on the right path. Yeah, that's so true because it can be a bit lonely when you're eating your homemade spaghetti every day, you know, and you're like, oh, like, what am I doing? But then, yeah, it's true. You, It is important to think long term. And if you do put these habits in place now, where could you be in a couple of years? You'll probably be in a, a lot better position than you ever could have imagined because you did these things early. So, yeah, really important. Yeah, and I guess that's why one of our modules is like $1 saved is more than a dollar earned. And that's what we're trying to promote, you know, in our office and in the life in general is, you know, bring lunch at home is so easy and to save so much money. Yeah, we just love this philosophy so much because I really don't think that you need to earn a huge income in order to have a happy life. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in the Millionaire Nexo, actually, the book, they were actually getting people from, like, really rich neighbourhoods and very uh, not average neighbourhood. And the millionaires were actually from those, like, middle class and they were not having like craziest job they usually had their own business making like small amount of money but they were able to save and invest a lot and that's how they grew their net worth yeah exactly it is really really inspiring and if you would also like to calculate your own net worth we've created a free net worth tracker we're really proud of this download we put a lot of work into it and we think you'll really enjoy it and I think it's really motivating to see your net worth progression. Even if your net worth isn't where you'd like it to be right now, you can always improve from there. And like we said, tracking your budgets and expenses, also tracking your net worth can also give you a starting point and some motivation to improve. Yeah, for sure. What's the next point, Queen? The next point is using public transport. We are super lucky here, depending on where you're listening to this from. In Australia, we are super lucky with great public transportation. I think it's just amazing. You can jump on the train, go pretty much anywhere. And even potentially using one car for two people. Pablo and I, we share a car. And yeah, it saves us quite a bit of money using public transport, only having one car. Anything else to add, Pablo? Yeah, I think all those things, you know, train is really good. Most of the time we use the train if we go in the city because you don't have to park and train is pretty quick to go from the city from where we live and also yeah having one car for two people is really useful because we don't drive that much but when we drive we always like arrange ourselves to either share the car or you know doing trip together or going one after the other always like it's pretty simple but then you save on retro insurances and all these things that add up with a car and then you have to double it if you have two cars no parking spot or whatever. So having just one car for two people, if it's possible, that's a good thing. Yeah, it definitely is. Next point, automating investing. What would you like to say about this, Pablo? 
Yeah, I think, you know, like investing is good, but automating investing is even better, especially for us because we don't want to have to worry about remembering every single month how we have to put money, how we have to invest it there. The important thing for us is really to invest regularly and we know that over time it's going to grow. You know, the market might go up, might go down. It doesn't really matter. 30 years, 40 years from now, potentially, touch wood, it will be up. And yeah, that's what we just, you know, believe in. And also like our money invested, we're not going to touch it. Rather than if it's in our bank account, we might look at spending it well. So I think having like paying ourselves of the future first and automating it is really good for us. Yeah, it really, really is. And I just love having money invested because like Pablo said, if it's in our bank account, we'll probably spend it. But because it's invested, we don't want to spend it. We know that we can't spend it and it's a long-term investment. So yeah, it's really good. And if you would also like to get started investing, we've created a free investing cheat sheet, which you can check out in the description. Yes, very cool. What is the number one, numero uno point, Kuni? Last one. Ooh, this is a good one. Pavlo and I recently started doing this, and I think it's really nice to break up the week, break up the month, add something fun into your life, and that is low-cost date nights and entertainment. So we try to find the best deals and the way that we could have the most fun on the smallest budget, and we found some really fun things to do. So one thing that we did last week, actually, was Taco Tuesday. Um, I was on TikTok. I saw this girl had this great idea for a cheap date night and it was at this taco place. And on Taco Tuesday, they have $5 tacos. Really, really nice tacos as well. So I was like, we have to go here for date night. (laughs) So yeah, it it was a really affordable meal, great atmosphere, really nice food. I really don't think that you need to spend a lot of money in order to have a good time. Any other cheap date night tips? Yeah, I think first table is really good. You know, you can get like 50% off food just using the app, booking the app and booking through the app a restaurant and then going there early at like 5 p.m. or 5.30. And that's a great way to go to a nice restaurant or any restaurant, but also save money and also go out. You know, it's nice to cook. We always say, you know, cook at home and things like that, but it's also nice, you know, once a week to make yourself, like enjoy yourself and have fun. So that's why we're trying to, Balance it out with like, you know, being frugal most of the time, but also enjoying ourselves some days. Not that we don't enjoy ourselves the other day, but enjoy even more. And also do that in a cheap way or, you know, saving money as well on top of that. So we don't feel bad because if we're going to a restaurant and spend like two, three hundred dollars, all of our savings that we done that we've done over the week is like wasted in a way in just one night. So we don't want to do that, but we still want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. We also like to sometimes share meals if we're out somewhere. We'll usually buy one meal to share. And then if we're hungry, we'll buy another meal. But we don't buy two meals straight away just in case, you know, sometimes you don't finish a meal. Sometimes you don't like the food that much. So yeah, if we're like at a food truck or something, we'll just get one meal to share. If we're still hungry, we'll get another one. So that saved us quite a bit. Clothes swaps, like I mentioned, that's a good cheap activity with your friends. And yeah, basically free. Or if everyone brings brings a bit of food, you know, it doesn't have to be very expensive. And Pablo goes surfing now. Yeah, you know, I just bought one surfboard and now I can go surfing every single weekend. And, you know, that doesn't cost me any more money. So that's very really good. But also one thing that people can do and what we do is go on TikTok and look literally, 
you know, date night ideas and city name where you live and also like best cheap activities and then the city where you live or, or the area. And then you can find so many things to do just by scrolling TikTok. Obviously, uh, not everything is good, but that's kind of be a good way if you do, you know, during the week, check that and then you, oh, next week, let's do that. And then like new activity that you can find there. Yeah, exactly. I love it so much. That was really good. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to give us a five-star rating and we'll see you on the next podcast. See you. Bye.